In this week's episode, we're counting down to Galaxy's Edge with news on where you'll be able to get opening day merchandise and how you'll still be able to get it without a reservation. Word of warning, though, be ready to stand in a very long line. A very long line. New Disney legends are coming to the D23 Expo in August, and you'll marvel at this year's honorees. Also, Toy Story 4, Haunted Mansion 50th, Darkwing Duck, and more on this dangerous episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Drink out me, Hardy Joe. Never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look hey hi happy birthday okay anthony whose birthday today i'll tell you whose birthday it is no it's not a who it's a what oh my my this here anakin guy maybe vader someday later now he's just a small fry and he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye saying soon i'm gonna be a jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. Yeah, not only is it the uh, 20th anniversary of Weird Al's The Saga Begins, but it's also obviously the 20th anniversary of the film that it was inspired by, The Phantom Menace. Hey, I like that movie. Yeah, that movie was pretty good. It's still the uh, movie, the Star Wars movie, that I saw the most times in the theater. Because uh, if you count the, the digital re-release uh, the following month, uh, the digital release the following month, and the 3D release, uh, and whenever that was, 09, 10, 11, whenever that was, uh, I saw it seven times in the theater. Oh, cool. Because I saw it five times, and then I saw it a sixth time, and then the seventh time. So, uh, yeah, Sunday was the 20th birthday of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So uh, make people feel old about that's how old the prequels are now. Also, to make you feel any even more older today, which today, as you guys know, we usually record on Tuesday, is the 21st. And today is the 39th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Oh. Got a lot of anniversaries going on. Which, of course, means that next year, for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, we will be celebrating the 40th anniversary of what some regard as the best Star Wars movie of them all. And if you don't, you're wrong. Well, you're wrong. Thank you. Okay. I like. don't mind being wrong. No, <laughs> Liar. Liar. Wrong. I'm never wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so uh, 
That's why, you know, everybody talks about, oh, may the fourth be with you being Star Wars Day. I'm like, no. If anything, there's a Star Wars week because at the end of the month, every May, we always have uh, celebrate all the birthdays of all the Star Wars movies that came out at the end of May. And because of the fact that usually it's the Friday of Memorial Day when Star Wars movies came out, they tend to rotate around. There is a couple that overlap on that's on uh, May 25th, which is, of course, is why May 20. One of the reasons why May 25th is Geek Pride Day, because that's when Star Wars came out. But as I said, you have uh, Phantom Menace on the 19th, Empire Strikes Back on the 21st, and then some of the other ones overlap. So, uh, yeah, Star Wars Week is in full effect. Uh, everybody else should be doing it, and forget this May the 4th crap. Tell them. I just did. Well, speaking of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, we are just uh, days away from the opening of Galaxy's Edge. No, yeah. Oh, well. Sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Disney's been doing this uh, know-before-you-go thing, and basically uh, one of the first videos were about making reservations and, you know, making. they want to stress the fact that you have to have a reservation to get in if you plan to go anyway or any uh, time between the 31st of May and June 23rd. So they keep stressing that. I think it's funny because... Uh, I, I'm seeing so many commercials about Galaxy's Edge and on TV and them advertising and like, why are they doing this? Because first of all, the first commercials I've seen were just about Galaxy's Edge opening May 31st, and that's it. Where have you seen these commercials? Because uh, I was I wanted to bring that up, but I was going to wait until the end. But since you've already brought it up, where have you seen these commercials? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 no, I've seen them on TV. What a surprise. I've seen them on TV, but I can't tell you what channel Well, no was. shit, Sherlock. I thought it was on cable. Well, it was cable, probably, because oh. most of the time I'm looking at, uh, you know, HLN or something like oh, that. Oh, well, I meant like HBO, but I, was, oh, no. I don't know. I said that wrong. Yeah. So anyway. But, Pay cable. But they've been showing these commercials, and then, like, yesterday I saw one that actually said, must have a reservation, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no okay. reservations required after June 23rd. Hmm. Uh, I was going to talk about that because I have seen not really, I don't really consider it a commercial. It's more of a promo uh, during, uh, on Disney XD uh, last week, or not, yeah, Disney XD. Last week, uh, they did a uh, every Phineas and Ferb ever uh, marathon where the whole entire week last week, they showed all four, and a half whatever seasons of uh, Phineas and Ferb in order, basically. And uh, I'd turn it on and just kind of leave it on. It was one of those things where I could I could watch those. She was getting tired of it, but I could just watch Phineas and Ferb all day. But uh, every so often, they were showing this promo where a couple of the kids that do a lot of the promos on Disney channels, on the Disney channels, uh, they were invited and did a promo inside of Galaxy's Edge. So it was kind of a commercial slash promo oh, yeah. because it was something you would only see on a Disney channel. You wouldn't see it on an outside channel. Uh, so I haven't seen those. I haven't actually seen any actual commercials. Uh, but then, you know, I don't really watch. I fast forward a lot of commercials and uh, I, you know, just depending, I guess I just haven't seen anything. Those have been on. Uh, but I did see uh, she showed me a uh, picture of a billboard. Uh, which I haven't actually seen any billboards in person. I haven't either. Uh, but there is at least one billboard. I'm guessing I'm going to put even money on that the the billboard that Universal or that Disney owns over by Universal probably has Galaxy's Edge on it. 
but I just think it's notable because we made the comment, and I told it, uh, on a podcast way back that Disney said, "Oh, we that Iger said we don't need to advertise right. Galaxy's Edge," and well, well, I said at the time, well, obviously they're going to do their usual advertising, and that seems to be what they're doing is their usual advertising. It doesn't seem overboard. No, I haven't seen a flood of those commercials. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so they, they're trying to stress uh, you need the reservation on one of the videos. Uh, I think there was another one before. I'm not sure. I didn't really pay attention. I don't think we played that one. There was another one that we had played. It was about uh, the food. We oh, played the food one. Right. So this one is about merchandise. Yes. So no before you go opening day merchandise. And uh, basically, they're saying that, hey, if you guys want the merchandise, that you will be able to get it if you're in the park and if you do not have a reservation by going over to the Launch Bay, Star Wars Launch Bay in Tomorrowland. And uh, you'll be going upstairs to buy the merchandise, whatever merchandise they have. They also are going to have uh, some uh, uh, annual pass holder pins that you can get for APs. And uh, also, uh, merchandise will be uh, available at the Emporium, uh, Star Trader, and uh, Lionson Company, it says, and DCA, uh, Downtown Disney, of course, World of Disney. Also says the Disneyland Hotel. So if you guys want that merchandise, head to the hotel. No one's going to go over there. But it's also interesting that they're also going to have uh, merchandise at Pooh Corner. So, hey, if you're in the park, head over there. I would be willing to bet, though, that the full merchandise of what they would have the most of outside of Galaxy's Edge would probably be at the Launch Bay uh, location. Uh, all the other locations are probably going to get what probably would be a more scaled down version. Uh, like it doesn't, it didn't say that they would have like the AP pins and a lot of the pins. Uh, some of the stuff I would imagine, specifically the uh, the Galaxy's Edge branded merchandise. You know that's going to be found at all those places. But uh, the actual merchandise from inside of Galaxy's Edge itself that are going to be available, I'm guessing that's probably mostly just going to be at Launch Bay, uh, especially with with some of the stuff that's specified down at the bottom. Uh, do you want to play the video first, so then we could cover anything that's not in the video that's still in there, or do you have anything else you wanted to say? I just real quick, uh, they said that uh, additional a- annual pass holder items can be found at the Emporium, uh, of course, Launch Bay, Star Trader, Pool Corner, and Elias and Company and Charlie Treats. Is that specifically uh, pass holder pins or just merchandise? I think other merchandise. General? Okay, so they might have like a shirt or something. Sometimes yeah. they have a variant shirt that's a pass holder or something yeah. like that. Well, let's check out the video that will fill you in on how you can get that stuff or if you might have to stand it long in. Welcome to another edition of No Before You Go. I'm here to help you venture into an unknown region known as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge merchandise. So allow me to be your guide to the personal side of stepping into the adventure. Oh, there's so many amazing all-new items to both wear and own. Like this, a vision-enhancing device. Let's scan the horizon, see what we see, and... Whoa, what's that? It's coming up fast. Do you see that? It's May 31st, the opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There is so much excitement to visit this all-new land. So here's just a quick reminder. 
All guests planning to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge between May 31st and June 23rd will need valid theme park admission and a reservation. Unfortunately, reservations are no longer available at this time on Disneyland.com. And remember, you can still get a reservation by booking at one of our Disneyland Resort hotels. Just book a room between May 31st and June 23rd, and your hotel stay comes with a reservation to see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Pretty cool, right? And remember, only reservations made on Disneyland.com or as part of your hotel stay will be valid. Each reservation must have the name of the guests and each member of their party. And please, do not get a reservation from any other source, as they will not be honored. Now there is one line you'll want to check out, and that is the checkout line. You'll find opening season merchandise at resort-wide locations. That's right, we want everyone to feel a part of opening day. So even if you don't have a reservation to visit the new land, you can find dated opening day merchandise at several Disneyland Park locations. Now some items are only available inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But, well sources have told me, the smugglers have run off of some of these items and they're putting them up for sale in Star Wars Launch Bay. So, once the new land opens, head over to Tomorrowland for some truly unique items. And don't worry, unlike Brave Ray, you won't have to bargain with a dodgy scrap dealer for these deals. I mean, after all, who could resist this? It's too precious. And annual pass holders, you'll discover even more choices. Collectors, families, fans, and friends, do not lose hope. You'll soon have more news on when and where you can get all of your mementos of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Make sure to tune into more episodes of know before you go. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Alright, so real quick, that was Justin Rapp, one of the um, Disney uh, ambassadors. Now, since the Galaxy's Edge, all the news coming out about its opening and all that kind of stuff and promotions and everything Disney's doing, this is the first time I've ever seen the Disneyland ambassadors actually doing something. They've been shown more and more and more. Like the other two, I don't know who they were, but since this Galaxy Edge is opening up and all the promotion they're doing, you see the Disneyland ambassadors everywhere now. So I think it's kind of interesting that now people are actually going to know who the Disneyland ambassadors are because they were actually at that one cast member preview and they were doing stuff there. So I just think that's interesting that now we know who these people actually are. I just have one question. Was that a momento or a memento? Mementos. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, as he mentioned, that there will be some uh, day one dated merchandise. Uh, sometimes you I know, was there. Yeah, I was there and stuff like that. Uh, so expect to have some of that merchandise only on the 31st. Uh, sometimes, you know, if there's some might be left over on the on June 1st, but you can't really guarantee that. Uh, so if you really want some of that day one merchandise, but you don't have a reservation for Galaxy's Edge on May 31st, you can still go to the park and brave the, the crowds the, that day to be able to get in and get that merchandise as well as some of the other limited merchandise that will be available at, at uh, up. Now, we didn't specify this is going to be upstairs yes. at Launch Bay. Uh, so, yes, they are finally doing something with the old uh, Marvel HQ. For now, they're just going to turn it into basically an auxiliary or a uh, you know a uh, satellite, uh, if you will, uh, a shopping location for Galaxy's Edge merchandise. Uh, that'll be a lot easier for you to just go up there and do that than you will be to fight any of the other stores. Uh, obviously, there probably will be a line for this store, yeah. uh, the one at uh, 
launch bay because it will be specifically that merchandise. Uh, as he said, one of your best bets, depending on what you're looking for, uh, would be to go to the hotel. If you're just looking for maybe the day one merchandise or any of the other general stuff. But if you're looking for something uh, more specific, you might want to go ahead and brave that line. Uh, now, I did say that uh, you would have to line up because there may not be any. Uh, we haven't really verified this, but uh, from last we heard, there's no lineups for Galaxy's Edge itself because of the reservation system uh, basically precluding having to do that. But there will be lining up for the merchandise because you will be able to line up starting no earlier than 2 a.m. on May 31st. Oh, my gosh. So that means overnight from the 30th into the 31st, you're going to want to be there because parking will open at midnight. So uh, basically look for uh, look forward to this being a, another... Uh, 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 60th diamond pin uh, type of uh, 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 time frame here on your lines. So uh, you think you got out of standing in lines because you weren't going to be in uh, the Galaxy's Edge uh, reservation or going in opening day? Well, guess again, because if you want that merchandise day one, uh, you better get there uh, by 2 a.m. to get in that line if you don't want to be at the end or risk uh, never getting anything. Do you think Tim's going to be in that line? Probably. I will guarantee you. Are you going to be in that line? Hell no. <laughs> Are you just going to wait and take your chances and go on the when you on the first? I, honestly, I, I, you know, I told you this before we started that, you know, that stuff is just too expensive. You know, I mean, I wouldn't mind maybe getting a shirt or. Well, that's the stuff I'm talking about yeah. mainly. I mean, I'm not really talking about the. The merchandise in there because I mean you can always just wait and get it later. Like you said, hey, those people are going to be waiting uh, two o'clock in the morning just to go into Launch Bay and get the merchandise, or we can get there at eight o'clock in the morning go to the hotel. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm still saying that there's going to be stuff in there that's not going to be available at the hotel, but I mean we won't you won't know until we we get to that day and everybody yeah. starts reporting on that. But uh, so just a note, when you get there, if the, you do plan on doing this, that you make sure you verify what line you're getting into because there's going to be the people that are inevitably, inevitably going to be there not really knowing what the hell they're doing, that thinking that they need to be there to get in line for Galaxy's Edge, uh, thinking that if they get in line that they might get into Galaxy's Edge, or thinking that not even really people that are just playing dumb and uh, they think that they're going to think that uh, the line for the merchandise is for Galaxy's Edge. The line for the merchandise that will be forming starting at 2 a.m. on the 31st will have nothing to do with Galaxy's Edge other than getting the merchandise. And most likely that line would be, in other words, the line would be to get into, uh, I assume, the park. I don't know. I mean, where are they going to line up? Because if, I mean, is it going to be a strictly a lineup for uh, Gal- for the uh, for the uh, launch bay store? Is it going to be a, a lineup? to just get into whichever park you want to get into and try finding the merchandise? Or is there going to be also a line for to go to the hotel? I mean, what's the really the... I mean, there, this isn't a straightforward thing where, oh, everybody's either going to... either Everybody's going to a pin store where, you know, we're going to tell you which pin place we're, you're, we're sending you to. Or maybe they'll do something like that where they'll just put everybody into corrals and then they'll do a thing like they did with the pins... And they said, okay, well, you guys get you all the everybody first in line gets to go straight to Launch Bay to get all the good stuff. And everybody else will get the leftovers and go to uh, Elias and Emporium and the hotel. I think they're, they're, 
that they will have cast members out there saying, this is a line from the merchandise to get in the parks, and this is a line to get into Galaxy's Edge if you have a reservation. So there should be cast members out there directing people. And if you're not sure, it's just really better to just stay away that day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so speaking of spending money, uh, you will have a chance to spend a whole lot of money for the anniversary of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I'll be celebrating its 50th anniversary. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money if you want to go. They're doing an event, which is uh, $299, and it's, uh, they're having it two days. Actually, it's four days. Is it? It's two days, but, okay, I get it. It's because the party starts after midnight, they count it as a second oh, day. two-day thing. So it's a two. They count it as being a two-day event. Uh, so, yes, it's two separate days. Uh, basically, either the seventh, going in August seventh, going into the eighth, or August eighth, going into the ninth. Uh, now, obviously, the eighth going into the ninth is going to be the preferred one, right? Because what's the the actual anniversary is the uh, is it the eighth? Yeah, so I mean that's the one that most people are going to want to be in because that's the one that actually goes. The it goes over midnight into and the party starts on that one. So uh, when if you are going to get your ticket, if you do want to get tickets for this, I highly suggest that you try to get that as soon as possible once they go on sale. If you want to go on the second day, so details about this. I don't know if I really, really want to go through all this because there's only going to be certain. I don't know if anybody that listens to this is even going to go. Uh, if you do, you better email us or give us a full report. But uh, yeah, as he said, these each of the it's going to be two hundred ninety nine dollars per person. Uh, now uh, you can't buy multiple uh, tickets per person. You have to basically it's one reservation per person, and I think it's because of the whole uh, merchandise uh, buying thing because uh, they're doing the thing where you uh, when you go to pay. You have the option of buying your merchandise ahead of time, and then all of your merchandise that you buy ahead of time is linked to your own particular account. So I did this for the 60th. Yes, he did. And I was able to go online and buy the stuff I wanted. And it also gave you the option. Uh, it lets you know, A, you're not guaranteed to get it, even if you buy it. Uh, if it's sold out, then you're not going to get it. Of course, I'm not going to charge you for it. So I did that for for that event, and I went over to the hotel and got in line and just you know, gave them my ID and my order, and they had everything packed and ready to go. So when I saw this, I said, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Same same you know same thing." Except for that, you only had to pay how much? You only had to pay like less than a hundred dollars. It wasn't that, that much exactly. Yeah, you didn't have. But to then pay. again, there wasn't a party. Right, there wasn't a party, uh, even though it is only a three hour party, but. Not a three-hour tour? Not a three-hour tour. Uh, So, basically, it starts with, each event starts with uh, over at the Disneyland Hotel in the, the, uh, basically, you have all day to do this, 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. You check in. uh, The store is there. That's where you get your merchandise and everything. Uh, But then at 11.30 p.m., you queue to get into Disneyland, and then you go over to, uh, you'll just be in the park, and you're there from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. 
which is uh, really crazy because uh, it's basically like a, uh, it's almost like a grad night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old school grad night. Yeah. Uh, but for the uh, for the after hours event, you'll be able to enjoy quite a few uh, attractions. Actually, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, Big Thunder Mountain, Mark Twain, uh, Indiana Jones, and Splash Mountain. Uh, it does say select attractions will close early to the, during the event. Uh, most likely, like Splash Mountain, there will be photo ops to uh, get closed down. Uh, maybe even like Tiki Room or something if it's uh, nobody's going in there. Uh, there will be themed food and beverages, of course, in addition to other menu items available to for purchase. Uh, it's not mentioned here, but I know that uh, we had I had seen that uh, there was a uh, Funko Pop of Madame Leota that was coming out, and I believe it's for this event. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so. Uh, we don't they they did show some of the merchandise i don't know if it is it shown in there or no uh, okay so yeah there is a quite a bit of other uh there's quite a bit of cool merchandise uh we're not going to go into too much other details on this uh, i believe he basically uh, posted a uh, link to it so if anybody is interested uh you guys go check that out uh for all you rich people out there basically so uh enjoy and uh, if anybody that listens to this podcast goes, make sure you guys tell us about it. I know that Tim the Tech wants wants to go. He asked me if I was going. I did say, no, that's just way too much money. Once again, you have to spend money to spend money. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, hey, we, have, uh, we talked about the sneak peek of Toy Story 4 coming over to Disneyland. And um, this time it's going to be over at the Tomorrowland Theater. That's the one where Captain Evil was. Right. People's like, well, where is the Tomorrowland Theater? Obviously, it's in Tomorrowland. And it's probably the only theater that's in Tomorrowland. So. Right. Anyway, that sneak peek is going to uh, start on Friday. But, of course, you know, they're having a sneak peek of the sneak peek for APs on Thursday. If this gets out on time, then you know it's uh, today. And I believe that was, uh, what time was that? Five o'clock, I think that starts. Sure. They used to start at six, but I think they've been starting at five. Unless they change it, unless they change it because yeah. it's not at the opera house. Right, that one was a seven. Last one it was oh. six, then went to seven because oh. of the traffic jam. Yeah, but yeah, this one's going to be five o'clock to nine p.m. And uh, of course, you just head over there, show them your EP, and you get in. And uh, maybe they'll be giving out a button or something. We don't know. All I know is that one should be a lot easier for people to get into than the last few because it'll actually be at a place that has a line. <laughs> exactly. It has a queue. So uh, there shouldn't be a big cluster F uh, all over the place with the line for that. So, so yeah. So uh, head over to uh, the Tomorrowland Theater if you're not there for the AP sneak peek. Uh, it starts on Friday. And, uh, of course, uh, Toy Story 4 will be coming out soon. And, uh, hey, we got a new trailer that dropped today. And, uh, of course, it's going to be the final trailer for Toy Story 4. Uh, it'll probably be with Aladdin. Right. Which uh, has their uh, premiere tonight. Yes, which has its premiere tonight. And by, the pod- and by the time this podcast comes out, I will be watching it. Cool. Woody? Why am I alive? <gasps> You are a toy. You belong to Bonnie. These are your friends. Oh, Woody, 
I have a question. Um, well, actually, not just one. I have all the questions. Who wants to go on a road trip? Me! Vacation! You need help with that. No, no, I got it. <laughs> I know, this is a little strange, but we all have to make sure nothing Wait. happens to Forky. What? Something happened to him. Buzz, we gotta get Forky. Roger that. The panic is attacking me. Change of plans. Jesse, Ham, Buzz, Bo, Rex, Potato Head. Hey, watch it, Where buddy. Where do we go? Let's go save a spork. Do I need to be worried? Well, my guys are veterans. They'll hang in there. On my way, Woody. No. I know the perfect toy to help. Duke Kaboom, Canada's greatest stuntman. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yes. He's posing. Yeah. Duke, we need Hold to... Hold on. One more. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Huh? Whoa! Woody'll save me. I've known that guy my whole life. Two days. Is that how we look on the inside? There's so much fluff. We have to find him, Mom. Bonnie needs Forky. Aw, Sheriff Woody always coming to the rescue. That's going to be quite a jump for you and Duke. For me? Let's kaboom. Go! That's where Forky is being kept. How do we get that key? What about the old plush rush? There you go. Oh, where did you two come from? Well, we're not doing that. I also don't get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we know. It's okay. All right, so yeah, uh, Toy Story 4 is coming out on June 21st. Can't wait. All right, so we have a few things that we didn't get to last week because it was a jam-packed show, uh, and that includes uh, another trailer for a, another sequel. Or is this a prequel? I don't know. I think I don't know if we know what this is. Uh, I thought it was a prequel, but I'm not sure. Uh, it just looks crazy. I still need to watch the first one eventually. Yeah, he does. I will watch it before this one comes out. Uh, I have until October. There so you it's go. No big deal. Uh, but that is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Oh, not of the dark. No, no, of evil. 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 <laughs> evil. I remember the story. Of an evil witch. When I look out my window. And the princess she cursed to sleep forever. Many sights to see. The story became legend. And when I look in. But this is no fairy tale. So different. There are many who prey on the innocent. I'm sure your kind would agree. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were making a threat. Well, do you? Do I what? Know better. What have you done?
Hey, I like that song too. That song sounds really good. Uh, all I gotta say is uh, basically a battle cat fight between uh, Angelina Jolie and Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm in too. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I just have to watch the trailer. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll watch it. It looks pretty cool. I'm until October. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, there will be at least one more trailer between now and then. So, I mean, uh, yeah. All right. So, as we said, uh, one of the other things that we didn't get to last week was the big, huge film release schedule that uh, Disney put out for all of its properties, including Fox and everything. Uh, let's just say there's a lot of empty spaces, but I don't know. I'm just like, well, it's a lot to look forward to. Uh, we're just going to kind of go over a few things here just to, uh, keep you guys up to date in case anybody has forgotten when certain things might be coming out or when things might be coming out later, uh, things you could look forward to. So, uh, starting this year, of course, we know all pretty much this year, uh, we got Aladdin coming up. Uh, of course, now this includes Fox, so they're going to have Dark Phoenix on there next month, Toy Story next month, Lion King in July, uh, as we said, a Maleficent in October, Frozen 2 in November, Star Wars Episode 9 in December. Uh, now, we did get a, a few uh, changes before I get to 2020, because something you'll notice there's something missing from what I just said in 2019, if you guys remembered from before what some uh, releases were supposed to be, uh, as soon as I find the damn post. Okay, so uh, New Mutants, which of course is a Fox release and most likely the the final of the Fox X films, will has been moved to April 3rd now of 2020. I don't remember what its original release date was. Uh, it was uh, this year. It was sometime in the fall. And then also moved from, I believe, August, was it? Uh, Artemis Fowl. Wasn't that originally supposed to be August or somewhere uh, towards the end of the year? It has been moved to May 29th, 2020. So that joins uh, going into 2020 now. We have an untitled Kingsman movie, the third Kingsman movie for Fox. A uh, adaptation of Call of the Wild for Fox, the live-action Mulan, which will be coming in March of next year, and then of course, like I said, New Mutants in April, and then we get back on track with the Marvel movies after a hiatus of uh, probably about nine months after Far From Home, with the next Marvel movie coming next May. We don't have a title for it, obviously. We don't even know what it is. Uh, there's going to be a whole lot of that going on in this uh, little uh, thing. Because then we got an untitled Pixar movie in J June, which we have, uh, we're not sure what that is. Uh, over at Fox, we have the long-awaited Bob's Burgers movie coming <laughs> in July. As well as uh, The Rock and uh, Emily Blunt in Jungle Cruise. And then from Fox, we have the sequel to uh, to the uh, the Kenneth Branagh uh, murder on or the Orient Express with the uh, with Death on the Nile. 
And then we have another untitled Marvel movie coming in. Uh, Death on the Nile is in uh, October. And then in November, we have another Marvel movie that we don't know what it is. And then in November, we have another Disney animated movie that we don't know what it is. Uh, And then in December, we have the uh, Steven Spielberg West Side Story for Fox. And also Disney's Cruella with uh, Emma Stone. All right, then that takes us basically into 2021, where we just have a whole bunch of untitled shit. Yep. So we got uh, three untitled Marvel movies that year. We go back to three movies a year with the uh, what we were doing up until now with uh, one in February, one in May, and then one in November. We're going to go back to that starting in 2021, so three movies a year. So that means between now and 2022, we actually have seven no, eight Marvel movies between the in the next three years. Even though we don't know what they are, we have seven Marvel, eight Marvel movies coming. Uh, as well as in 2021, we have uh, a uh, several untitled Disney live action movies. Uh, we have the the fifth uh, Indiana Jones movie. We have another untitled Disney animation movie in November, of course. And then in December, the movie that somebody has been waiting for, and that's Avatar 2. The long-awaited by somebody beginning of the Avatar sequels. Who's somebody? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know anybody who's really been looking (laughs) forward to the Avatar sequels. I've never seen the first one. I mean, the Avatar (laughs) sequels have been teased for uh, going on uh, 10 years now. I think the original, uh, the uh, Avatar 2 was originally supposed to come out uh, in uh, like 2013 or 15 or something. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I don't really care. Uh, I might see them, maybe. I don't know if uh, if A-List is still around. And I could see it for free, I'll probably see it. But, I mean, we'll see. But, uh, so, yeah, starting in 2021 in December, we will get the Avatar 2 sequels. Every two years, so 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. Dang. That is what they have mapped out so far as Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Hmm. Because, you know, that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah. Uh, if anybody, hey, if there's anybody out there who's an, actually an Avatar fan is looking forward to these sequels, and no, I'm not talking about The Last Airbender. I'm talking about <laughs> James Cameron's Avatar Blue People movie. <laughs> Uh, let us know. Email us, mousepire at gmail.com. Uh, subject line, blue people. I just got the joke. <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> so, uh, well, you did admit you haven't seen the movie, so. I know what the airbender is. Oh, that joke. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's going to take us, uh, Avatar is going to lead us right into 2022, which is going to lead us into, as I said, three more Marvel movies. Uh, some more Pixar movies. Uh, it looks like Pixar's taking a, a couple of years where they're only releasing one movie, but then they're going back to two movies in 2022. So uh, that might be a little bit of a shakeup and reorganization following the Lasseter exit that caused them to fall behind and only have one movie a year for the couple times. Uh, then we have several Disney live-action movies scheduled for 2022. And then, of course, we get to uh, and then, of course, the usual Disney animated movie scheduled for November. 
And then December, we get the return of Star Wars with the beginning of what has been confirmed by Iger to be the beginning of the Beninoff and Weiss uh, trilogy. Uh, that is, of course, the uh, Game of Thrones guys. Uh, burn it all. Burn it all. Yes, fire. Fire, fire. That's all I got to say. Uh, there's going to be lots of fire. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you guys could think what you want about them. I am going to say this. I know a lot of people don't want them on Star Wars. A lot of people don't like how they treated uh, women and, and people of color and all kinds of things in uh, Game of Thrones. All I'm going to say is that uh, you guys say it all the time. Have faith in Kathy that she knows what she's doing. Have faith in Kathy that she's going to keep these guys reined in. Uh, we have talked about it before how Star Wars is obviously going to never be more than PG-13, uh, especially by the fact that it's going to be allowed on Disney+. Plus. We know that there, that means it's never going to go anything beyond that. So just have faith that, that uh, they're going to keep them reined in as far as you know all of the stuff that made uh game of thrones famous and infamous on uh, hbo with their rudinal rules uh so uh they'll have to stay within a certain uh construct of uh of uh family friendliness let's just say uh so at that point basically you just have to worry about whether the story is going to be shit or not but i mean we'll see uh don't don't dump on it be until we get there uh, let's at least see something from them about it before you guys start shitting on there all over them. Because uh, you would have expected the same thing for Ryan Johnson and you would have expected the same thing for anyone else. Oh, wait, you didn't for Colin Trevorrow. Never mind. So moving into 2023, we have another Disney Untitled Disney live action. I think it's interesting that all the way in 2023, they know that there's at least one Disney live action movie coming out on uh, February 17th of 2023. Uh, I don't know what uh, idiot pirates, maybe Pirate, uh, pirates uh, has to be before that though. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know something. There's something specific that they know already what day it's going to come out in 2023. And, uh, maybe pirates is, uh, is, uh, July 8th, 2022. I don't know. Any one of the, the any number of these 2021, 2022, uh, live actions could also be pirates or anything. So it could be multiple pirate movies for all we know. But we'll see. Uh, once again, Avatar 3, Star Wars in 2024, Avatar 4 in 2025, Star Wars in 2026, Avatar in 2027. So uh, that's all we got so far. People are asking, well, does that mean that? What's that mean for the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Hey, this is all that's been announced right now. That doesn't mean that just because uh, this is what we're getting right now and this is all that's been announced doesn't mean that's not, that's all we're getting uh we still have d23 coming up and you can expect a lot of announcements at d23 uh, as well as a lot of uh trailers for uh things that have been announced so uh we'll just have to see what happens uh a lot of people are uh, now now people are complaining oh we have to wait all the way until 2022 for star wars well we were getting Star Wars every year until you guys bitched about it. <laughs> this is what happens when you bitch. So if you don't want to have to wait three years, four years to get another Star Wars movie, quit your bitching. Either you have fatigue or you don't. That's all. 
Hey, so speaking of people bitching, <laughs> uh, it was announced a couple weeks ago that Disney has assumed full control of Hulu after making a deal with Comcast. They had previously, of course, uh, up to their stake in Hulu up to 60% after the acquisition of Fox and all of their shares. Uh, they have now made, basically made a deal to uh, acquire the other 33% or whatever it is that Comcast slash NBC owns so they will basically have complete control over hulu uh which leads us to everything that i've been predicting that all of the fox content and anything adult you know quote unquote adult uh r-rated and up and all stuff like that will all go to hulu as well as anything all of the fox stuff that is not appropriate uh all of the fox stuff and then anything disney that's not appropriate will go to hulu uh nbc Universal does uh, continue to have a right to license content to Hulu through 2024, uh, but as soon as next year, they'll have the right to pull back programming previously licensed. Uh, And that's because they are planning their own streaming service also at some point, because of course they are. So uh, a lot of people were uh, using the fact that Disney had basically taken control of Hulu to start the old... old, uh, monopoly talk again about disney being a monopoly and uh i just really like to remind people uh there's dictionaries dictionary has definition of monopoly uh the prefix that starts monopoly is the word mono mono means one and i know there's a lot of technicalities and uh and uh and uh stuff that you would probably want to throw at me uh but usually when a monopoly uh, is referenced it's uh, usually referenced in relation to uh, things that you know uh, there's things going on right now that are much more monopolies that people don't seem to give a shit about organized pro, pro sports for one nobody seems to give a crap that the only pro sports there are basically is major league baseball nba uh, nhl nfl oh well i mean there's those little ones that you know they start and then they end uh what power i know power so i mean it's like and then you got uh you got uh edison that's what i was talking about uh yeah edison yeah power as far as edison uh has uh other than certain places like maybe like ladwp LA. and other and other areas uh, other states that might have uh, their own uh edison has like a pretty much a monopoly over a lot of things i mean there's a lot of things that are monopolies uh Worrying about Disney having a monopoly is something you really shouldn't be worrying about. Uh, especially, I mean, Pepsi. Pepsi's one, another one. Uh, PepsiCo owns... You'd be surprised. Uh, look up sometime what PepsiCo owns. Uh, even back in our day when we worked together at uh, at uh, Pizza Hut, uh, PepsiCo owned a lot of shit. And that was, uh, oh, that's uh, over 30 years ago now. So, I mean, wait, no, that's not quite right. <laughs> Are you making me like that old? Uh, almost 30 years ago. <laughs> Between 25 and 30 years ago, uh, that was that long ago. And at that time, PepsiCo already owned uh, KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. Hut. So, I mean, uh, if you look, you'll see that Pepsi owns a lot of shit. So, uh, before you guys start throwing around Monopoly, why don't you guys, A, uh, use a dictionary and look up what Monopoly actually means. And B, uh, why don't you worry about things that... uh, you know, I mean, Disney's going to keep doing their thing. They're going to have people within Fox that are going to be doing their thing. It doesn't matter if Disney owns all these things. All these things are still going to be operated uh, mostly independently how they always have. So 
I mean, uh, there's so many people that just love to just hate on Disney and just love to just trash everything that Disney does. That's all they do. Uh, it's just same of the same, some of the most of the same people uh, that will will trash every single Disney uh, uh, live action remake, uh, trash all of the Disney Star Wars films, uh, trash any basically trash anything that Disney does. You're just people are just gonna keep doing that, and it's dumb. Uh, use a dictionary. Hey, all right. So I, was, I mentioned uh, D23 Expo earlier. That'll be coming up, of course, in August, end of August. Uh, we can expect a lot of announcements to be coming out of that. Well, we got the first announcement having to do with uh, D23 Expo, and that's the announcement of the Disney Legends. Of course, every single D23 Expo gets an induction, induction of uh, Disney Legends. It's usually one of the highlight uh, panels of the weekend. And uh, this one will be no different. Uh, where We seem to get a lot of, we're real heavy on Marvel this time, whereas a lot of them, uh, you know, it kind of goes around, it kind of is mixed around. Uh, but there is usually kind of a theme uh, sometimes. I think there was one a couple of years ago. There was a lot of uh, like, oh, last year, last time there was a lot of Star Wars, right? Because it was Carrie Fisher and oh, Mark oh, Hamill. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. And, uh, you know, stuff. And, yeah. Uh, this year, like I said, this one is going to go very Marvel heavy, uh, but with a little bit of uh, Star Wars slash other things thrown in. Uh so we start with uh, probably what would be the uh, I don't know if this would be who would be the considered the, actually the headliner of this Wing Chow. He was very instrumental in uh, like all of the Asian parks. Basically, uh, he's uh, was ch- vice chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts for Asia Pacific Development. He was instrumental in hotels, parks, cruise ships, entertainment venues, water attractions, convention, exhibition spaces, sports stadiums, restaurants, retail spaces, blah blah blah. At places in California, Florida, Hawaii, Tokyo, Paris, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and other locations worldwide. Now the actual headliner. RDJ himself, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, whatever you want to call him, uh, former addict, uh, (laughs) uh, former felon. Uh, Did you guys know that uh, he was allowed out of prison uh, to film, uh, to film U.S. Marshals, you know the uh, the uh, the the sequel to the One Armed Man, uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, Harrison Ford movie. Uh, right. uh, you know fugitive. he's he's yeah fugitive. You know he's in U.S. Marshals, the second right. one with Wesley Snipes. He was in jail on drug charges at the time when that movie was filmed, and uh, they allowed him out because you know white privilege. They allowed him out to film the movie while he was in jail. But uh, he has triumphantly turned around and redeemed himself since then. Uh, so he is, uh, he is going to be a Disney legend. Of course, you know, uh, basically uh, every uh, almost every Marvel movie, uh, all the three Iron Man films, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man, Endgame, Infinity War. Uh, he's also coming up in the, uh, the uh, Dr. Doolittle remake. And is currently, uh, hopefully, finally working on the third Sherlock Holmes movie. So right along those lines, and next up is John Favreau. I like that guy. Yeah, uh, going all the way back to Rudy. Uh, we've been uh, familiar with. I've been familiar with John Favreau. Uh, Swingers. That was a good movie. A lot of stuff early on his uh, acting and and um, a little bit of directing in the early times with uh, Swingers. I think he directed that, didn't he? 
I don't know. He was definitely in it. Uh, anyways, uh, obviously, uh, big time Iron Man directed Iron Man got that got the Marvel universe going. Uh, pretty much without him, we there would be no Marvel universe if he hadn't gotten that uh, ball rolling uh, on the right foot with uh, Iron Man. Uh, it would have been just basically uh, if if Iron Man had sucked. We'd be in the same situation. We'd have, would have been within five years of the same situation they're in with DC, not knowing what the hell they're doing. <laughs> already turning that's sad to, to say. already turning to a sparkly vampire oh, for ba- so as stupid. Batman. That's stupid. Um, I'd rather see Ben Affleck, and I hate him. <laughs> so I mean, uh, anybody who is a fan or loves the MCU owes Favreau and uh, Robert Downey Jr. everything for the success of the Marvel U. Because if uh, it wasn't for them, uh, we wouldn't have gone to 22 uh, movies where we are now and and beyond with another eight in the docket for the next three years. So, I mean, you know, we basically owe them everything. And then Jungle Book. Yes. And then upcoming, coming up, Lion King, uh, director of both of those movies. I mean, you know, people can bitch all they want about how uh, it's not technically live action. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Mowgli was in Jungle Book, okay, jerks. But, okay, fine, Lion King has nobody in it. But whatever. I still want to see it. And then right down to acting in the movies himself as Happy Hogan. So, uh, And then, of course, he's provided voices and stuff on uh, Clone Wars and, uh, and Solo. And uh, apparently Buzz Lightyear of Star Command and Hercules. And then, of course, he's instrumental in the uh, pr- in the uh, production of uh, uh, the Mandalorian coming up for Disney Plus. So uh, well deserved there. The next one, man, needs no introduction. Uh, all you gotta do is say three words, and uh, that's all you gotta say, and that is James Earl Fucking Jones. <laughs> <laughs> James Earl Jones. Uh, if you want to go all the way back, you know uh, we can go back to the uh, the the 70s when uh, he was uh, in that one uh, that one uh, baseball movie with uh, Billy D. Williams. Uh, I always liked that movie. Uh, was it something something traveling something baseball? I don't remember the name of the movie, but uh, yeah, of course everybody knows the voice of Darth Vader, the voice of Mufasa. I mean, what else really else needs to be said? I mean, he's come back and he's voiced those two characters uh, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. No, not really. I mean, he can just keep doing it all he wants. I mean, it's just it's great. I mean, uh, the I don't ever want to have anybody else doing those vo- those characters, but I mean, as long as he can keep doing them, he can keep doing them. So, and that includes. Uh, it was enough that John Favreau knew that, that he couldn't replace him as the voice of Mufasa while everybody else was. So, I mean, yeah, that's all that needs to be said. Hey, here's one that's maybe not so obvious to people, but when they think about the fact that uh, a lot of movies that they think of are Disney are, are Disney because of Touchstone and things like that, uh, Bette Midler. Yeah. Uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, I believe, <laughs> was a Touchstone movie. Ruthless People, Touchstone, I believe. Outrageous Fortune, Big Big Business, Stella, Scenes from a Mall. Hey, she was in Oliver and Company. Oh. Then, of course, the one everybody knows for her Disney connection is Hocus Pocus. Uh, 
which of course has uh, spawned uh, a big uh, uh, Halloween themed show over in Florida, which uh, hopefully they can find a place for at uh, DCA eventually for our Halloween party. Be nice if we got that. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, you may not necessarily think of her right away. Uh, kind of like uh, what was it last year or the year before with uh, with uh, Oprah. A lot of people were like, "Eh, what's Oprah have to do with Disney?" Well, a lot more than you would think. So, hey, next up is a name that only uh, specific people would know, but you know this person if you know him. And that is Kenny Ortega. I know that guy. Yeah, he is a, definitely a, a multi award winning director, choreographer, and producer. Uh, he goes all the way back to uh, a Disney TV special called Totally Minnie and Mickey's 60th birthday the same year, back in 1988. He also uh, directed, was doing the, the, the tour for Michael Jackson, This Is It. Oh, cool. Uh, but in uh, 1992, he directed Newsies, which, of course, went on to become a Broadway hit and then... Uh, Everything going on with that, and that led him to, of course, to the High School Musical uh, franchise, where he basically uh, controlled everything having to do with that, and kept going. It probably would have under anybody less. It probably would that that uh, franchise probably would have fell apart right away. Probably. Uh, he also staged the High School Musical concert tour, as well as a Miley Cyrus and Jonas Brothers Best of Both Worlds tour. So he, uh, along with the Michael Jackson, and uh, he definitely has a history of that kind of thing. And then, of course, he also has uh, with the uh, going on with the Descendants uh, trilogy and beyond whatever is beyond with that. And Cheetah Girls. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's going to have any uh, connection with the uh, upcoming uh High school musical, the series, the series, high school, high school musical, the series, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has any connection to that. It doesn't say, but uh, uh, you, I'd be surprised if they didn't at least go to him. Uh, the next one is probably uh, only a uh, really, really, really small pe- amount of people. I've never even heard of this person, uh, b- this woman, Barnett Ritchie. She was a choreographer at Disneyland going all the way back to the 60s where she worked on uh, America on Parade and the Main Street Electoral Parade. Uh, she worked on the grand openings of Walt Disney World, Epcot Center, and Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, she directed uh, stage shows at the Golden Horseshoe and the Diamond Horseshoe in Magic Kingdom. Uh, she was instrumental in the creation of Fantasmic. Good thing Tim's not here. <laughs> oh, by the way, Tim's not here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot. <laughs> That's why we're moving pretty That's quickly. why we're moving pretty fast. We're all actually almost done. <laughs> yes, we are. And it's barely 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so she worked on that and got it going at Disneyland, Hollywood Studios, at Disney World, and now at Tokyo Disney Sea. And then after that, she moved to Disney Hollywood, at, uh, or she would move to Walt Disney Studios as vice president, show director of special events. And then retired after 40 years with the Walt Disney Company. Dang. Uh, next is Robin Roberts. Those of you who watch sports might know who that is because she joined ESPN way back in 1990 and has become a frequent contributor to their programming in 15 years at ESPN. Uh, she contributed to NFL Primetime, hosted Sports Center, and in the game with Robin Roberts. Uh, she's appeared on uh, Good Morning America. 
She has won four Emmys. Uh, she worked uh, with on uh, on ABC. She hosted In the Spotlight with Robin Roberts. Uh, she did a red carpet coverage of the Academy Awards and wrote a book. She's still on Good Morning America. Oh, okay. So she's still on Good Morning yes. America. Okay, but she, I always remember her from football. Right. Basically. Were you ready for it? Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of news, Diane Sawyer. Everybody knows who Diane Sawyer is. Longtime ABC News anchor, going way back, uh, way back in 1997, she was inducted in the Television Academy Hall of Fame. Uh, it's yeah, basically one of those ones, kind of like Oprah, where she's in she's getting a Disney Legend because she's been with ABC, right. even though most of her stuff was with ABC pre Disney, but yeah, it's still ABC. Uh, and then of course she was also uh, with Good Morning America. Until 2009, from 1999 to 2009. And getting back to the Marvel uh, connection, as well as other things, once again, Ming-Na Wen, a.k.a. Mulan, a.k.a. Agent Melinda May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Her time actually goes back way before either of those things, even before Mulan, when she was... In a Hollywood Pictures, yet again, another Disney property, uh, another Disney uh, one, where she was in the Joy Luck Club way back oh, in the really? 1990s, be- way before Mulan. She was in that. And then, of course, she came back and was in Mulan. And then, of course, she played Mulan in many places, including Kingdom Hearts and Disney Infinity, House of Mouse, and Sophia the First, and on Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, uh, She's also known uh, as being... Uh, Stacy and the other one's mom on Phineas and Ferb. And then she's also on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. And she's also on Milo Murphy's Law as somebody else's mother, I believe. <laughs> cool. And then she's also been on uh, the uh, the Marvel Rising Secret Warriors shorts and she had a recurring role on ABC's Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, cool. So she's uh, definitely been all around with uh, Disney and then and back again. Like Frodo. No, like Bilbo. <laughs> and finally, a man whose music needs no introduction, Hans Zimmer. I like that guy. The guy who basically works with everybody. Uh, if you go through any of his uh, scores, you'll see that he was worked with. He works with like fifteen different composers for every one of his movies. Uh, people always think about him with, uh, with uh, people always think about him with Pirates of the Caribbean, but he didn't actually write that part. Pirates of the Caribbean theme that you probably think you that you know of his, because the original Pirates of the Caribbean theme was actually written by Klaus Bedelt, but he contributed to the Pirates of the Caribbean score. But then he also basically did all of the other scores for Pirates of the Pirates movies. So uh, a lot of people think that he's the Pirates composer when actually it was originally Klaus Bedelt. But he still worked with him. Uh, but, uh, of course, outside of Disney, uh, he's no well-known for Gladiator and the Dark Knight movies. But within Disney, going all the way back to White Fang in 1991, contributed music to that. Cool runnings, man. Yeah. He wrote music for that. Uh, then, of course, uh, he started his long run of Disney great stuff with the uh, the uh, actual score for the original Lion King in 1994. 
the amazing, amazing score for that. Uh, then went on to other uh, Disney slash uh, other studio, Disney studio projects such as Crimson Tide, Muppet Treasure Island, The Rock, Pearl Harbor, King Arthur, and uh, Iron Man. As I said, he did most of the music for the other Pirates, all the other Pirates movies. And, of course, he's composing the uh, score for uh, this summer's uh, John Favreau Lion King live-action remake. Cool. So, yeah, Disney Legends. Hey, all right, so uh, moving on to uh, we talked to you about last week about the uh, about that not Bath and Body Works place that's, uh, <laughs> exactly. that's opening up at that opened up at Downtown Disney outside of the security uh, uh, security perimeter, which is the dumb part. Uh, and I know I, I know I said I'd never say this again, but I knew I would have to when the place opened. And well, it is finally open, and that is Sugar Boo, <laughs> Sugar Boo and Company. It is now open. Yeah, so it is open over there next to the uh, the West End uh, Lazy Starbucks, the Lazy People Starbucks. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that is it's not, at least it's not outside of the security perimeter. <laughs> you know, hopefully, who's not going to talk about Sugar Boo? Who? The mail. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any uh, mention of Sugar Boo. We have mail? Yes, we do. <laughs> Tim. Uh, but our first email is from Wreck-It Rachel, and her subject line is for Giselle. So Giselle wants to know which Avenger I'd married. Girl, it is 100% Steve Rogers. I mean, I know he loves Peggy, but that man is perfect. I also love Loki, but I wouldn't marry him. I think it's more a Tom Hiddleston thing. I wouldn't say no to a date with Peter Quill or Thor, though. Yes, to all the Chris's. Thanks, Giselle. I was just drawing a blank on what to write this week. So that's all I got this week. Talk to you later, Rachel. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Giselle is happy with your answer. And uh, she told me I need an answer. I don't even know. So I, I, I don't even know. Why, why don't you know? Who I wouldn't marry. I don't want to marry an, an Avenger. Didn't we already answer that? I, I didn't answer it. Oh, you didn't answer You it. did. What did I say? Um, I don't remember. Okay. Whatever they, you said last week. Okay. All right. Thank you for your email, Wreck-It Rachel. Now, our next email is, I'm going to say a listener who's been on, on hiatus or an emailer who's been on hiatus who we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, I want to give you a clue. It is not um, Jake from State Farm. So can you guess who it might be, Anthony? Uh, no. It's Fancy Nancy. Whoa, where you been? <laughs> hey, I know, ways because she's been at the park <laughs> posting for photos. Exactly. All right, so her subject line is greetings. Can you believe I started this email on April 19th? Oh, boy. I'm sending it just as is. Hi, guys. Glad to hear you all again. Glad to see my corn dog money I donate is still working hard. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, in case you guys didn't know what she's talking about, she's actually one of our Patreons who contributes to our podcast uh, every month, and we appreciate that. All right, so this is about, she says, episode 160, State of Mousepire. Popcorn buckets. Those popcorn buckets are really cute. How do you maintain your bucket collection? Or should I say, how do you display them? We've seen a few. We would really like to get 
but I keep thinking, where do I even keep it? Wee, Fancy Nancy. Where do you uh, display your buckets? Uh, in my bedroom, I have like a... Uh, over the closet, the way the closet is designed, it kind of separates the, our, my room from uh, another room in the house. And over top of where the closet is, there's like a space where the closet creates basically a shelf in the room up on top, and we have them up there. Uh, the good ones, anyways. Some of them are just kind of thrown around places, but... Yeah, uh, mine are kind of like thrown around places. I have like all the buckets that are just a regular uh, similar bucket, the round ones, regular ones. They're all stacked together. And I'm actually using one, the I think it was like the rose gold bucket that they had at, at DCA. I'm using that one for uh, my coin collections and putting all my coins in there, and then I can take it to uh, the bank and uh, get some money off my coins. But basically, that's all I do. I use a bank for that. Well, you know, I have the bucket and I put all my loose change in there, and then I can take it to the credit union and dump it in the, the little machine. Right. And I don't get charged like Coinstar does. Oh, right. So, yeah, that's what I do. Or I take it to Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your email, Fancy Nancy. It's been a while. It's been a long while. All right. So our next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Speaking of Giselle. And her subject line is boring. Whoa. Sorry. Leave Anthony alone. I know. <clears throat> hey, broskies. Nothing interesting to report here. It was my grandma's birthday this weekend, and we had more than bunt cake. Ooh, I love nothing but a bunt cake. My favorite. Now, every time I eat it, I think of y'all. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about all your fun Galaxy's Edge experience coming up. Hoping to make it this weekend, but I don't know. It's like everyone goes Memorial Day. Might wait for next weekend. Have a great week, G. So real quick, I want to talk about um, how busy it was this last um, Monday. Did you see all the the parkings? Yeah, we're full. Don't come. Both basically. of them. <laughs> exactly. They tweeted it was like one o'clock or something. We're full, and then three o'clock. Oh, uh, hey, just to let you know, we're full. <laughs> Both. Yeah, I was like, wow. Because I thought the three o'clock was like, oh, we have parking available. Nope, we're full. Of both. Please don't come. Basically, what they were saying. That was crazy. Yeah, I gotta figure out like Monday. Why? What's going on? What was going on Monday? And I'm like, is People take an early Memorial Day weekend? Maybe, and um, I know blockout days are going to be coming up pretty soon for the cheap pass people. I said cheap pass, not the cheap passes. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I thought it was really crazy how uh, uh, the parking was all full and everything. Crazy, crazy. All right, well, thank you for your email, Giselle the Gazelle. All right, and our next email is from Dan the Mailman, and his subject line is, Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> he says, for me. Oh. 14th wedding anniversary as I write this. Well, happy anniversary, Dan. Did we do anything Disney? No, actually. Just dinner because, you know, work and school night. She does get to go to the Galaxy's Edge with us. So happy anniversary to us both. Maybe I can let her buy me a $200 lightsaber. Probably not, but I'm more than I'm more likely to get a Coke. <laughs> if they don't run out <laughs> not much going on here all kinds of work activities because of the end of the year catch me at the parks for sure all day on june 3rd for senior activity day as i show some youngsters how to work the max pass system and get the most of their day cool uh this friday is star wars night at the angel game so catch me there watching the angels 
probably lose, unfortunately. It's a rebuilding year again, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but having a good time nonetheless. Short and sweet for me. Hope to catch you all soon. Dan out. Well, Dan, you got to let me know when you're going to be when you're going to be going to the parks, uh, when we can just chill and hang out. I know that I'm going to go. I'm not sure. I'm going, I'm going this weekend or this week, going Thursday and Friday, but I don't know when else. Uh, and he did mention that once softball was over, he, he'd be up for our appearance on the podcast. So right. Hopefully we'll be seeing Dan on the podcast live on the podcast soon. Thank you for your email there, Dan the Millman and Giselle the Gazelle. Rick it, Rachel, and welcome back, Fancy Nancy. Yeah, back from the parks in her photo ops. <laughs> For a brief moment, because yes. she still has a lot of work to do. Yes. <laughs> All right, so if you guys have you already had comments, question your tip of the week, or maybe you have some um, thoughts about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I know all the cast members are doing their previews right now. So if you happen to be a cast member and uh, had your preview Lucky. and want to go or, or want to tell us about it without any type of spoilers or anything, what to do is email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. Hey, Anthony, did you know what how I appeared uh, on Monday at the parks? Uh, <laughs> crowds. Uh, that, no parking, and a Mickey popcorn bucket. Oh, what Mickey popcorn bucket? The Mickey balloon popcorn bucket, that is, that we've been waiting for for a long time now. Uh, a it came up, uh, came out on Monday, and I said to Jose, maybe this is why uh, the park's packed. Maybe everyone's getting the popcorn bucket. I don't know. I don't know why it was maybe. so packed on I don't Monday. Know. That's weird, but yeah. Uh, you know what? I did see a uh, photo of is the are those new uh, those new directional things over at the parking structure. Have you seen those? Uh, I don't know if we I, I don't know if we talked about those before. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I think it's the things that uh, somebody had pointed out and said that we didn't talk about, but that we had already talked about. Yeah, about the where the parking's available at. Yeah, but I had actually that the you were just showing, you had just showed pictures of them like under construction, but I've actually seen pictures now of them in action. You know, showing the arrows saying there's no parking down this way, but there's parking down this way, and. It's really neat. It's kind of cool. It's a uh, really, really handy. Uh, so that way you don't waste your time going down an aisle. Uh, problem is, is you gotta constantly have uh, parking attendant people going up and down those aisles, uh, you know, monitoring that situation. You know, I think it's all. Uh, uh, I think that those sensors do it themselves. Oh, it's all automatic. Oh, it's automatic. Yeah, they know. So it when knows the... when all the parking spots is. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know how it would know that, but they have those. Um... Uh, when I went to Vegas, there's a shopping uh, like a outlet over there, and they have a big parking structure. And I went into one of those, and they have those hey, three parking spaces here, five here, ten huh. here, whatever. So yeah, it's basically you know they just it's they know hmm. it's called technology, right? I've seen <laughs> those things outside of the like the colleges, like over here at Cal State Fullerton, they have uh, or some of the or some other parking structures I've seen have the thing where uh, it'll tell you. So many spaces available in this parking structure. Right. And then I uh, assume that those parking structures have the same type of thing uh, where it's able to know exactly how many spaces are in there. It's uh, really interesting. I'm, I expect that it'll probably be uh, more uh, fluid, probably more uh, integrated over on the other side and then the new parking structure. Oh, yeah. The uh, whatever, the Pixar parking structure. 
uh, because, you know, they're from scratch over there, so they actually will be able to integrate it in rather than have it be an uh, add-on like it is on Mickey and Friends. So uh, it should move a lot smoothly over there because presumably it'll be over there too, so that's kind of cool. Uh, one last thing. I think that's to do it for us, and then uh, we'll get to the closing. And that's I just wanted to say that uh, if you guys haven't been watching DuckTales, what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, DuckTales this season has been amazing. The whole series has been amazing so far. Uh, I will never stop ringing the praises of how amazing, the amazing things that they're doing with this series. Uh, they are on hiatus now until September, so it gives you guys, uh, any of you guys who haven't caught up on that, a chance to get caught up on it. Uh, or if you guys just want a starting off point, uh, the last this the last episode that they showed uh, was the uh, basically the long-awaited introduction of Darkwing Duck into the uh, the new Ducktales universe as canon uh, within the universe. Uh, I won't give any spoilers. You guys should go check that out on your own. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's probably one of the best things. Uh, you guys will see, and uh, yeah, I it, I love it. It's so it's so good. Uh, the the <laughs> the new voice of uh, Darkwing Duck is uh, that the guy I told you that was Mickey Mouse, the one oh. you didn't know it was Mickey Mouse, the uh, Chris Diafamopoulos or whatever the hell his name is. Sure, uh, Chris Long name. <laughs> I call him Boob Mike Guy from The Office. Okay. Uh, also, he was on uh, he was on uh, Silicon Valley as uh, one of their uh, rich investors who was kind of eccentric. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's the new voice of uh, Darkwing Duck. So uh, yeah, if you guys haven't checked that out, uh, you guys are totally missing out. Uh, unless you guys are too good for cartoons, well then, screw you. <laughs> Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. That's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Powered Podcast. I went pretty quickly. Yeah, it's apple juice. Ooh, apple juice. Um, what's his name? Uh, Anthony over here is drinking apple juice and didn't offer me any. That's you- okay, though. You didn't ask. It's right there in the fridge. Oh, well, all I get over here is water, so. <laughs> you brought the water. <laughs> yeah, I brought my own water. Right. I, mean, I don't want to be like, Tim, go to your refrigerator every two hours or right. every hour, get water. It's true. <laughs> anyway, hey, don't forget to go check out the sneak peek of Toy Story 4 over at the Tomorrowland Theater. Check that out. And, uh, hey, Aladdin opens on Friday in the movie theaters. Uh of course, there's some uh, the event screening on uh, showing on Thursday. There's a lot of tickets still available for that. I saw that today. I was thinking about when I was going to go check it out, and I probably won't be able to see it until maybe Saturday. I'm not sure yet, but I, I know I can't go on Thursday. I can't do it Friday, so probably Saturday. If not, definitely Sunday. I like to do Sunday night movies. I like to just chill and go over there and get a hot dog or two and some nachos and, and a big drink. <laughs> So like fifty dollars. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, I'll be seeing it at six o'clock on Thursday. Cool. Definitely, we will have seen it by the next show. Definitely, and tell you what we thought of it. So I'm excited to see that. Yes. 
But uh, other than that, nothing else going on but Sugar Boo. <laughs> sugar Boo. You're a Sugar Boo. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's about it, right? Sugar Boo, Aladdin, Friday, Toy Story sneak peek of the sneak peek for APs on Thursday and then opens to the public on the Friday. And, um, yeah, we have a lot of movie schedules that we talked about that we don't know what's going to be released, what the names of those movies are. And we have D- Disney Legends for D23 this year. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, D23 uh, will fill in a lot of the blanks on that uh, movie schedule. All right, so I, like I said, I will be in the parks on um, Thursday and Friday. So if you guys are there and want to say what's up, uh, let me know. Just uh, say go to a Facebook page and say, hey, I'm here. Where are you at? And I'm probably going to say, I'm at the corn dog cart waiting for you to buy me a corn dog. <laughs> Except Michael. Exactly. And you better have more than $3. <laughs> All right, so there has the countdown to Galaxy's Edge opening and all of you people who have reservations uh, gets closer and closer. Make sure you are following the, all the social medias for all the news and updates for the final days before Galaxy's Edge opens. We are, of course, Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on the Twitter and the Instagram, and Mousepire on the Snap, 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 Snapchats. Definitely will be snapping on Thursday and Friday while I'm there. So uh, if you guys want your Disney fix, check out the Snappy Chaps. Yeah, and you better be doing all the damn snaps on June 1st when you're at Galaxy's Edge I will for the snap for sure. Uh, don't friggin' forget. I, you know what? I, I, when, we started, when I started doing Snappies, I forgot to do it. I forget. I forget. But now I'm on it, and I like doing it, so it's pretty cool. Do we have a lot of followers? Uh, we have a few. Okay, we well, have more than 10. Okay, well, as long as it's worth it for those people, then uh, yeah. as long as they're going to be following along uh, by then, obviously, everybody will be able to post about Galaxy's Edge. None of this. Uh, we don't get to see anything crap from all the cast members and stuff. It's <coughs> not like it matters. It's only another week. Who cares? Just show us the damn place. <laughs> or you can follow me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, follow Buns by Digs on Instagram. There you'll see your button goers are going out. Hey, check out dgpclothing.com. Get your mouse power gear. Get your own custom-made shirts. And uh, you can get some AP annual pass holder uh, decals. So, uh, you know, people get their magnets stolen off their cars. You can put a decal on there. You can also help support the podcast that way. Also, head over to patreon.com slash mousepire. And you can check out Michael the Mail Guy's $3 special to help support the podcast just like fancy nancy does we appreciate that nancy that you're helping us with our corn dog money just kidding just kidding hey don't forget you can check out our episodes on youtube everything has been updated we have all our episodes up and running and uh tim the tech does his best to get them out during the weekend when he's off because he's been very very busy lately with work and everything but i appreciate everything he does and uh, he has some new graphics. So if you guys haven't checked it out, he has some new graphics on the opening of the podcast. So go over to YouTube, just search Mouse Power Podcast, or uh, hit the link over on the Facebook page. Buns, not pins. And until next time, remember, if Disney builds it, they will come. So for Jean-Luc Picard, Queen of the North Sansa Stark, and Nobel winners, Dr. Sheldon Cooper and Dr. Amy Farrer Fowler, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. The force is with me, and I am with the force. That force just came out of my butt. <laughs> Ew. <laughs>
This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. In this week's episode, we're counting down to Galaxy's Edge with, with blah, blah, blah. Fuck. You had a sneak peek on me. Oh, what? Whoa, what would I do? What on you? Weird. It's <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> Uh, Wing Chow, he was uh, 37 years at Disney. He is a, a, uh, I don't know what he does. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm sorry. You're nasty. Thank you. Uh, that wasn't legendary right there. It's legendary if I say so. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sugar boo. <laughs> Sugar boo.